Hello everybody, welcome to Nat Talks. I hope you're well and swell. If this is your first time listening to me, welcome. And I hope you find something that resonates with your spirit on this podcast. If this is not your first time and you're a continuous listener, thank you so much for your support. It means the world to me, okay? Let's get into it. It was Valentine's this week, this past week. And so I decided to do two episodes, double feature that are love-based, okay? So first we started off last uh, last week. I'm going to say last week. No, Natalie, it's not last week. First we started off with red flags and now we're doing green flags. So what are green flags? Green flags are the good things that people do where you say, wow, I want to be with this person. Wow, I want to date this person. Wow, I love this person. Why? Because they're doing green flags early on that make you think, okay, this person I can be with. This person understands what I'm trying to put out, you know? Or this person understands me or they understand what I need. So again, flags are subjective. But the international ones, no matter who you are, where you are in the world, they're international flags. Same way we have international red flags, we've got international green flags. Somebody who listens. So I'll give an example. My former partner, may so rest in peace. He had a lot of green flags and I like that because I came from a relationship that was uh, very intense, very emotionally abusive and manipulative. And so it was kind of hard. At first, sometimes, if you're somebody who's gone from red flags to green flags, that transition is quite difficult. That's what we're going to talk about. But we're also going to discuss what the green flags are. So let's go. So, for example, if I would say, hey, when you go to the gym, I don't like the fact that you leave your phone because what if I need you or what if something happens and you don't have your phone? Because he always used to leave his phone at home and it used to drive me a little bit crazy. But then guess what? A few, I, didn't, I had even forgotten the conversation because I was thinking, oh, he's probably not going to do anything about it because he's, you know, he's a guy's guy, guy's guy. So he's just going to absorb it and it ends there. But no. The next time he was in the gym, he told me, hey, I'm in the gym, but I've carried my phone and I'm putting it in my locker. I will check it. After, I think he said after 30 minutes or so, just to see that you're okay and you don't need anything. So you see, he listened to what I said, he absorbed it, and he actually did something about it because he saw that it was bothering me. So somebody who listens to you, very much a green flag. Somebody who makes time for you because we're all busy, guys. We're all busy. There's no one who can tell me I'm more busy than you. No, we're all busy. But that person that's willing to put in the time for you, that's somebody worth keeping. Somebody who's willing to put that effort in. Because let's admit it, even the dating phase, you know, it's not always easy. Sometimes you still have to put in a bit of extra work for you to get to the dating stage. Because maybe there are things that you have a difference in and you're trying to work that out, right? So it's not easy, guys. It's not always you just find the person and it's immediate instant love and you're getting married in two weeks later. No, that's the fairy tale <laughs> we're in real life, you know. And sometimes you can have the fairy tale, but it doesn't always work out that way. So you have to have somebody that's willing to put in the effort for you. It's your birthday, they say something. They know you like a certain song. When they hear it, they say, hey, uh, I oh, they know you like a certain type of music. When they hear it, they say, hey, I know that you like this artist. I heard this new song. Have you heard it? So it's the little things that count too. You know, are they making an effort? Are they giving you time? Are they taking time to learn how you communicate and understand what you're communicating? Because we can all be talking, but if you don't understand and we're not talking properly, none of us are listening to each other. Somebody that's patient, you know, because it's not going to be easy all the time again. So if somebody immediately starts fighting, ah, I've gone. That's not somebody. That's a green flag, you know. There's somebody who are patient, 
they are kind to you, they understand what you're going through and they give you space. Because, you know, sometimes you can be going through something, but it's not that you need solution, solution, solution. That's the other thing, you know, they know what you need and when you need it. That's very important. Very, very important. Because again, like I said, sometimes you can be going through something and you don't want someone to say, okay, no, let's do this, uh, do this, do that. No, you just want someone to listen to you and say, hey, I understand how you're feeling. This is a difficult situation, but we'll figure it out. Tell me when you're ready to talk. Somebody that you can trust, major green flag. Somebody that's openly honest with you, major green flag. Somebody that's transparent, major green flag. Somebody who can say, you know what, babe, you're right. I shouldn't have talked to you like that. Or I shouldn't have said it in the way that I said it. Somebody who can take accountability, major green flag. Accountability, transparency, honesty, trustworthiness, communication, good communication skills. You know, a level of empathy and sympathy so they can actually understand you when they need it. These are all green flags. Just a few examples. <laughs> I could talk about green flags all day long, trust me. But, you know, so it's important that you're also, when you see somebody with green flags, you have to acknowledge that, wow, these are the features you have and that I like that. You know, that's something that we don't normally do. We just say, yeah, he's a good guy. Tell him. Oh, yeah, she's a good girl. Tell her. <laughs> you know, sometimes you also need to hear it because a lot of us have been through a lot of traumatic relationships or miserable relationships or complicated ones where you just feel misunderstood you feel not appreciated you feel unappreciated and you just feel like you're not you know you feel like you can do better you can feel better you know you just feel i don't deserve this right we all have those those ones somewhere <laughs> and if you've never had that i'm super super proud of you but the rest of us have you know, so you need to be able to acknowledge the good in your partner. Even before you start dating them, just say, hey, I was having a bad day on such and such a day, as an example. But I really appreciate the way you took time to let me vent. You know, I felt heard, I felt seen, I felt understood and I appreciate that. Just something simple like that. It will go a long way. Trust me, guys. It will go a long way if you're just starting off. It goes a long way in the middle of the relationship. Because that's one thing I always did. Um, but you do it for people where it's actually, you can see that this person is worthy of the effort, the time, the love, the appreciation, you know, because there's certain people that are just worth it. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're worth it. They're worth everything. So if you have somebody who's worth everything, or you have someone who could be worth everything, take time to appreciate the little things that they do, the little things that they say, how they are with you, how they treat you, those things matter. And if you're somebody who's been with somebody that just gives you all the good vibes and yes, you have problems here and there, but generally there's somebody that just, they understand you, they respect you, they appreciate you, they're honest. You know, you can talk to them about anything Has a few examples. Make sure you appreciate them too. Don't just say, ah, we've been together for four months. He knows the way I feel. She knows the way I feel. No, you have to also take time to appreciate them. So for me, for what, what I would do is I would always, always, at least maybe yeah whenever actually i didn't even put anything of that oh every month let me tell him he's, he's the best no you do it when you have moments that are just the nicest the best time that you're having or you felt understood or you felt seen or maybe you had a problem that you sorted out and you just think wow we're a good team so those moments where you just feel exhilarated you feel seen understood and loved because of something that has happened or something they've said make sure you appreciate them 
So like for me, um, my partner, may so rest in peace, he had just started work. So he was really, really busy and we were barely seeing each other because I had uni at the time. And I was actually doing, I had my exams at the time as well. So it was really tricky to find space of, oh, when are we going to see each other? Because he would knock off at about 17, but it would take him two hours to get home because his workplace was far. And I had a day when I was doing my hair. So he met me after work at 19 hours because it took him 19, not even to get to where I, where he's going, but just to me because there was a lot of traffic that time. So he reached at 19 and he's completely drained and tired, but he wouldn't even know it because why? He was still being normal with me the way we are. He was in there like, ah, oh, man, I'm so tired. Or, you know, behaving like someone's like, ah, oh, I just want to go home. No, he took the time. He sat down with me. We had dinner. We talked. We laughed as usual, you know, and then but I think by the time we le- he was leaving, it was maybe 2013. And he still, he still did not complain a single time. You know why? Because he wanted to see me. So he made that effort, even though he had been so tired, you know, and had been a long day and he still had a long journey ahead of him because it's only halfway home. By the time he reached me, there's still another half. He didn't say anything. He was just normal with me. He's loving, he's normal, loving, happy self, you know, and that's, that's, uh, that's a sacrifice of time and effort that people can make for you. You know, and so after he left me, I actually sent him a message and said, hey, I just wanted to say I love you and I appreciate the fact that you took the time to come and see me. I know things are crazy for you at work and you're very busy, you know, and he said, thank you. And he was very happy that I acknowledged it. So guys, and they say it means something. It means something, you know, you never know. Those little things are what actually push us forward in good relationships, because at least your partner never feels like, oh. She doesn't appreciate me. He doesn't appreciate me, you know? So, yeah, it took me a long time to find my green flag person, but I did. And it's just sad that, you know, we didn't get the ending that we wanted, you know? And, yeah, it's just one of those things. I still don't have the words really to describe how that feels. You know, I still have moments where I break down and everything. But, you know, I also just am grateful for the fact that I can even talk about green flags and give examples that I know about because I've experienced it, you know, because I was not a given. So now, for us traumatized ones, how? How do we move from red flag mentality to green flag mentality? That's the question now. Where do we start? So, if you are someone in a red flag relationship, you know, just had just had a lot of problems, issues, whatever types of abuse, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, you know, whatever type of manipulations, distrust, whatever that was going on in your relationship that made it miserable. If you're the one who ended things, that's step one. It means that you've come to a stage where you realize that, okay, this is not what a relationship should look like or smell like or be like. So that's the first step. The first step is that you have to be honest with yourself and say, that relationship I was in, these were the issues. And of the issues that we had, I played this and this part. And it's not always that every argument, each person has played a role. And I need you to all hear that. It's not that every argument, each person has played a role. Sometimes the blame and responsibility is solely with one individual. The only thing that where you come in as another individual is your reaction to what is being said, what is being pushed towards you. Okay? For somebody cheating on you, the blame is solely with whom the person has cheated on you. It doesn't matter what you say or how you respond. 
you know it's not part of it the fact is that this person has cheated on you this is what they've done to you and you're just responding to what you've been dealt so don't always think arguments that arguments and problems are two-sided sometimes it can be one-sided okay so you need to be able to acknowledge the fact that okay in this and this situation this is the role that i played but it's not the blame is not with me because a lot of the times a lot of us think the blame is with us and sometimes that's not the case but if there's some part of blame that's with you you also have to be able to acknowledge and say yes oh this relationship was toxic i was also doing this and that that's also where the power comes in, being able to see what role you played in things. Okay, so that's the first step. Accountability for yourself and acknowledging the fact that things were bad and acknowledging the fact that you have chosen to leave and you should stay gone. <laughs> okay, and so after you do that part, the next step now is you need to also picture for yourself what type of good relationship you would like to have. What should that person be like? What quality should they have? What should they have on the list? What can you live without? What type of relationship do you want to have? You know, all of those things you have to really sit down with yourself and be honest with yourself and say, this is a no. Somebody who's going to be shouting at me every day, I do something wrong, and no. Somebody with anger issues, and no. So you have to give yourself those boundaries. You need to give yourself those goals of this is the type of person I want. This is the type of relationship I want. So for me, I did that. I acknowledged my part because I think my part in things was that I just was a doormat. That was my part in things. I was a doormat and a lot of the times I let things happen because it was easier than having another argument because we had so many as an example. Okay. Then when it comes to acknowledging what type of person and relationship I want, I had a list and I told myself, whichever guy I'm with after this, he has to meet at least Let's say if there are 10 things on the list, he has to qualify for seven. The other three, maybe I'll let go. Or maybe it's a big one that I can't let go. But still, that's up to you. You have to choose that. And on my list, I had things like somebody who's transparent, somebody who's honest. And trust me, my man could be brutally honest, but he'd always do it in a way with love where he didn't feel attacked. So somebody honest, somebody who can take accountability when they've done something wrong, somebody that's kind, somebody that's more understanding. I had a whole list of things. What type of relationship I wanted, I wanted a partnership. I wanted a relationship that felt equal, you know, where it didn't feel like one person was the prize and the other is begging for the prize. And I wanted a relationship where there was honesty and there was love and respect. Not where you're like, hey, I'm now talking out of each other's names. No, you know, even when you have a problem, you're able to tell this person, look, this is how I feel about what you did. This is how you feel. Fine, let's come to an agreement, which is something that I did have. So I'm grateful for that. So once you do that, when you find that list and you know what you want for yourself and what type of relationship you want for yourself, the next stage now is, have I healed? And a lot of us skip this and we just go on and start dating someone else. And then we end up in another bad relationship, another bad situation. So once you know what you want, you have to be honest with yourself and say, am I, am I ready to go after these things that I want? Am I ready to find a person that's like this? Or am I not ready? Am I still hurt? So you have to be honest with yourself, guys. This is a process and you have to be honest with yourself. If you're somebody who feels you're healed, you're ready to move on, then for sure, go now and start trying to find the person. If you're somebody who thinks I'm still hurt, give yourself time. Before I got into my new relationship, I was single for a whole year. And when I saw a single, I, I don't even mean I was talking to people. No, I was single 
single not even a slip up where i tried it no i was single because i didn't feel ready so it's very important to be honest if you don't feel ready it's okay even if it takes you three years of just being by yourself there's nothing wrong with being by yourself there's nothing wrong with being single for a while until you figure yourself out and figure out what you want no one says that you break up today you must have the list of things you want by tomorrow no take your time with it so that you make sure that you're giving yourself the best chance and you're giving yourself the opportunity to find the best person for you okay so no peer pressure no oh my other friends are not single so maybe i should just date and see no you know you have to be honest with yourself in every type of way you have to be honest with yourself brutally honest because i it took a lot for me to tell myself natalie you were a doormat natalie you turned an eye to certain things natalie you were complicit in this part it took a lot of work and it was painful you know and sometimes you may even yes it's a process for yourself but sometimes maybe even ask the people around you they may be able to tell you eh, okay as an outsider this is what i saw this is how you were like sometimes you also need that so for me i also got that feedback from others that i was a doormat you know and that i let them manipulate me or you know we're manipulating each other so you really have to see and be able to tell yourself this is what it is and then you move on from there so now when you have the list if you decide that you're healed well and good but now when it comes to choosing someone you have to make sure that you're keeping those red flags in mind that you don't want and you now tell yourself the things that we do want so don't just go in and say ah he takes off to ah the rest i'll forget about it that is on the list no you have to keep to your word so if you tell yourself you want someone who's honest someone who communicates well someone who's a family man if you meet someone who's honest but he doesn't communicate when he's a family man and he's not a family man that means that he should be out the door because you've set that standard for yourself and you have to hold yourself accountable and say this type of person i want so this is with a part of settling don't settle don't settle okay if you decide that this is the person you want don't settle yes i said some things you may not have because it's not possible for everyone to have every single thing on your list but it does happen but if they do not have everything on the list, it must be small things that you can live without. Not where this person is dishonest and you want someone honest and then you say, no, it's okay. I really like him. He's a fun person. He's kind. If he's dishonest and you don't want someone dishonest, then what's the point in that, you know? And if you're someone who hasn't healed, please, please don't tell yourself that you're going to heal by being with someone else. That's not how healing happens. You have to heal within because then also we have this tendency where we haven't healed. And we jump into the next thing because we think that will heal us. No. We need to take time with ourselves and process everything and heal. Okay? So then now, once you've gotten into that green flag relationship, how do we keep it green? <laughs> and how do we keep it green? So some of the things we talked about is good communication. Another thing is total honesty and transparency, accountability, and appreciation of your partner. Appreciate the efforts that they make, the time that they take, you know, make sure that you're letting them know that I appreciate you. I value your time. I value your attention. I see your worth. Okay? And we also now have to make sure that we're not bringing our past hurt into the new relationship. That's another one. Because for me, oh, I really had to check myself. Because sometimes someone, they'll say something to you and you're, because you've been through a similar thing, you're going to now start taking yourself back and you start responding as if it's the other guy or the other girl. But it's not. It's a different partner, different experience, different person. Okay? So you can't be there behaving like it's still that other person that you're with. 
So I'll give an example for myself. So for me, the big one that I had to learn was how to trust someone. How to trust them to keep their word and how to trust them around other people. But also you have to have a partner that's willing that can see, okay, you've been through A, B, and C. How can I help you? So this is now whether you understand the example, okay? So for me, trust was a big one because I was cheated on twice. And then I was wondering, like, how is it twice? Because the first time I forgave him, but it was twice. And the second time he cheated on me with the, the same person. So, yeah. Yeah. So, after that, because before that, I just had this feeling that something was off. You know, and I kept asking him, the previous guy, not the green flag guy, I kept asking him, are we okay? Are we good? You know, what's happening? What's going on? Because sometimes his phone would be off, and I'm thinking, hmm, suspicious, you know? And so, the way I found out, was that I actually went through his account because he had left it logged in on my phone. So I went through and I saw the messages. The second time how I found out was just brutal. So I'm not going to discuss that. But because of that first time when I now had to start going through his messages and I'm trying to see and I'm trying to set up accounts to see if he's going to flirt with the girl because my friends are advising me, just check, you know. Um, so I developed a big, big thing of distrust, especially after I found out that he had been cheating on me for quite a while. You know, and just the story came out about how and what. Um, so it gave me distrust issues, like big, big ones. So it was very hard for me. Like, even if you tell me, my new boyfriend would tell me, I'm going to the gym. I'd be like, is he really going? Was he going somewhere else? You know, I'm like, can I trust him around other ladies? What if someone approaches him? Because my man was fine. You know, he may be heavenly, but he was a fine man, a fine, good-looking man, you know. And so... I just thought, and even my boyfriend before that was also good looking. So that was the other thing I'm thinking, ah, you know, because I, he's, you know, he's such a good looking, charismatic guy. You know, is somebody going to approach him? What is he going to do if he's approached? You know, so it was very difficult for me to trust my new boyfriend because I just had that experience of paranoia and distrust. So when you go somewhere, I'd have to tell myself, yes, Natalie, he's going where he said he loves you. He wouldn't do that to you. You know, so you have to start developing those mechanisms where even when it feels like something, sometimes things can trigger you. So even if you feel like, hmm, you tell yourself, check yourself and say, no, this is not the situation of before. Things are fine. Or like the way I was checking myself and saying, Natalie, he's not blah, blah. He's a different guy. He will not do that to you. You have to trust him. That's what I tell myself. But then at the same time, you also have to be able to talk about the experiences that you've had. So for me, I explained from A to Z everything that went wrong. And so what he would do is I would never have to beg him to know where he is. And as soon as he left the place, he told me, okay, um, I was by the gym. I'm now going home. I'm going to visit a friend. The friends are so-and-so. Not because I had said, no, you have to tell me every time when you're going somewhere, tell me who you're with or tell me what you're doing. No, but because he knew that I needed to kind of build that trust with him where I can feel like even if he's going somewhere, I'm not stressed because I don't hear it from somebody who said, oh, oh no, we saw your boyfriend here and there, you know? Which is something that could happen to me before, you know? So because he just understood that this is something which she was hurt by, you know, this is something that she needs to work on and I'm going to work on it with her. And so he always made sure he was very transparent and honest about what he was doing and who he was doing it with. You know, sometimes I even like, ah, this guy is too honest because he'd be telling me, oh, you know, there's this girl who tried to hit on me, so and so. And, you know, she got upset because I was trying to tell her that I have a girlfriend, 
you know, and so she got upset when she heard I had a girlfriend and she stopped talking to me. Like, that's what happened with one of his neighbors. You know, so it's just those little things. It's those little things that really count. But there has to be an open dialogue between you and the person. So if you see that they're doing things, they're thinking, mm, these are reminding me of my previous relationship, you tell them and say, hey, look, I don't like the way you handle when you go out. Please, let's do better. Let's work on it. And they say, okay, um, I promise that when I go out, I'll let you know where I'm going. It's not because you want to monitor the person. No, you just want that courtesy. You want to know that someone is able to be honest with you about what they're doing and where they're doing it, as an example. You know, so these are just a few tidbits. <laughs> I could actually talk about this forever, clearly. I think I should write a book because Lord knows I've been through a lot. But I just wanted to explain the red flags and the green flags and kind of explain the bridge between the two. Because it's not a straight line. You know, it's not always just the red flags are from the beginning. No, sometimes the red flags can come even after you're together, you know. Or something can start as green flags and turn into red or red into green flags, you know. So it's really just... You have to know yourself well enough and you have to understand the things that you don't want. Once you understand what that is for yourself, you're very easily going to recognize green flags or red flags. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And next week I'm doing triple episodes. So please make sure that your notifications are on so that every time there's a new episode, you just click. Have a good week, everybody. I am dreading the week, but I want all of us to have a good week. Okay? So don't go into Monday with that mentality of, oh, no, it's Monday, what a drag. Let's go in and say, it's Monday, we're going to crush this shit, okay? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it.